I know what it's like to isolate. I know what it's like to feel so alone and I know what it's like to half live and I also know what it's like to live to the absolute fucking fullest, to just join this tribe on a whim and end up in Sedona, Arizona, the energy vortex capital of the world and I remember that little girl that was just wild and running all over the place and then I remember what it was like to feel like my spirit was taken away from me, like I had no playfulness. I really can't think of anything more important than waking up to your true self. I mean, once you do that, every single thing in your life changes. It's like a whole new world opens up. I used to look at my life and think, there has got to be more. There is, and this is it. I'm Paige, and this is Spiritual Twenties. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Spiritual Twenties. My name is Paige, and in today's episode, we are talking about tribe. Tribe is really, really present for me right now, guys. A lot of the times, as a coach, as a teacher, we tend to reach back into our tool bag and tell you about experiences that I've already kind of been through, right? It's been there, done that. I have experience in it and it's been solidified over time right like something that you would consider yourself an expert in and in talking about tribe it is very very recently that I am coming to tribe that I am realizing how transformational to say the least being in tribe is I personally just joined a tribe. It's called Fit for Service. It's run by Aubrey Marcus, who has a great podcast amongst other amazing work that he does. But we just got back from Sedona. I was in Sedona for a week with my tribe, with the Fit for Service community, and I got a fucking crash course, let me tell you. I have never had an experience like that in my life and I can honestly say that because I never knew that community is like this one that I am in now and so humble to be in now exist. I didn't know these communities existed and I also didn't know how much I needed it. And... In thinking about how I can talk to you guys about tribe, again, I thought that, sure, I could come up with this kind of luxury. These are the reasons why being in a tribe is so important, but I know that I have always been a lone wolf. I've always tended towards isolation, tended towards solitude, and if someone came and lectured to me about the importance of tribe, I would have listened, and I might have even believed them or been like, yeah, sure, that sounds like it makes sense, but it's not for me. And so in thinking about how I can possibly talk to you guys about this, I can't think of anything better than just to talk about my journey. My journey to how I came to join a tribe myself, 
how I came to create my own tribe, which if you listen to the Divine Feminine episode was the first time that I announced that. It's my community called Wild. It is for women. Sorry, fellas, but I... I have interviewed and will continue to interview so many amazing men doing the similar work in the men's space. So you're not left out. Don't worry. Yeah, so my experience with with isolation, with solitude, and with coming to tribe. The first thing I want to do is talk about the difference between solitude and isolation because there is a big difference. So, and by the way, I want to give credit where credit's due. I was listening earlier to um, Stefanos, God, I'm going to mess up his name. Let me just check. Stefanos Sifandos. Stefanos Sifandos, the legend. Guys, I was with this man last weekend in Sedona. He is pure medicine. If you don't know who he is, check him out on Instagram, Stefanos Sifandos. He is the legend. Anyways, Stefanos was talking about this difference between isolation and solitude and it really rang true for me as something that I've done a lot of both of. So isolation is really kind of more of a trauma response. Isolation is more like What happens when we've either been abandoned, been betrayed, or are afraid of being abandoned, are afraid of being hurt, we tend to go into isolation. It's that kind of fear mechanism. It's that kind of trauma response where, yeah, and again, always, it doesn't have to be capital T trauma, something crazy. It's oftentimes just, you know, maybe you were bullied in school and, it not not even have to be anything crazy bullying, just you felt like you were outcasted and so your defense mechanisms kicked into gear and you went, nope, I'm not going to engage with that. I'm actually just going to go over here by myself. This was my story in a lot of ways and I know that so many of you will resonate. I'd love for you to drop a comment um, or reach out to me and let me know if that resonates and that feels true for you because... What happens when we experience things like like being hurt by other people or being afraid to be hurt by other people is it it's kind of an easy obvious response, right? It's like, well, screw them then. I'll just I'll just go hang out and have my own party over here. And that is isolation. And that is really really I've spent years it feels like in isolation and It's only just now that I'm seeing how truly dangerous it can be. So that's isolation, kind of like not so good. And then there is something else, which is solitude. Again, if you listen to the Divine Feminine episode and in other episodes where I talk about how incredibly important it is to slow down and take time to go within yourself, go within, go to nature, spend time alone, That's solitude and that's a deliberate healthy choice coming from a place of wholeness and coming from a place of wanting to have some kind of usually spiritual growth or personal growth, wanting to gain perspective. For me, so here's my story, right? This at the beginning of this year, I really got the call from spirit and again don't think I knew to call it this at the time I think that I was just like I have this feeling 
that's really, really strong that I need to go within myself. I need to take some time. And it was something that I did not want to do. I did not want to go within. I did not want to spend time in nature. I wanted to just keep in the rat wheel pushing through and go, go, go and achieve, achieve, achieve. But um, as the universe has its ways, which it always, always, always does, when you don't listen to those calls, they become a map truck to the side of the head. And I ended up listening eventually and I went in and I slowed down and that was solitude as opposed to isolation, right? So there were times where I felt like I had major falling outs in my life where I felt like I was betrayed by people and so I just shut down, I shut all the doors, built the walls up, you know, built a concrete barrier around the walls and then just hung by myself and that was because of fear and grief and sadness and this this solitude that I went into this year and the solitude that I invite you to step into in the episode of the Divine Feminine where I talk about making space and really learning who you are aside from social media, aside from hours and hours of TV, aside from numbing out at bars, all of our vices, right? Putting those down and making the deliberate intentional choice to go into solitude for your own spiritual growth, for your own personal growth, so that you can get clear on who you are and what you're made to do and your true nature. That is the deliberate choice of solitude. And in my experience, uh, like I said, I've had a lot of both. I don't think that I could honestly tell you guys that I ever chose solitude deliberately until this year in 2020 at the beginning of the year. Prior to that, even though my... My ego wants me to say otherwise. I, I would say that it was probably all isolating myself out of fear, isolating myself out of sadness, isolating myself out of avoidance. I definitely have that avoidant, avoidant tendency sometimes, that kind of personality type, if you've ever heard that language before. Somebody who would rather than, you know, cling on, I just would would be like, okay, I'm just going to look over here if that's over there, right? And so I would say that until this year, I have always gone to isolation from that place of, of fear, even if it was somewhere deep down inside of me. And the reason I wanted to kind of hammer that home is because Unfortunately, I'd be willing to bet that if you are somebody who considers yourself a lone wolf like me, it probably is a bit of a trauma response. Again, little t, capital T, doesn't matter. Probably in response to you were hurt, you were scared, some part of you, the little boy or the little girl and you was scared of being betrayed again maybe, of being hurt again maybe, And so you isolated, you chose to avoid, you chose to go into this space where you know that you can be trusted. And you know, it's important that we, in talking about these defense mechanisms that we have, I think that some coaches like kind of bastardize them and really like make it 
like that's a, a bad, bad thing. And I think it's really helpful, it has been really helpful for me to realize that there's a pretty good reason why we do this, you know, and we can give ourselves grace and we can give ourselves love for that and intense compassion because these habits that we have, the habit of isolating, the habit of going within, that's really helpful and it's intended to serve you even though it's it's not ultimately the best choice and that's why you're listening or watching this podcast episode right now because you are someone who knows that there is something more there is a better way to do things however that defense mechanism did serve you in a way and it's it was trying to serve you and so I think that rather than believing that we have these parts of us that are just like out to get us and we have these parts of us that are just like trying to f up our lives that never rang true for me and it never was helpful to me to think that there was this evil like you know the one guy good guy on this shoulder and the bad guy on this shoulder that was never helpful or productive for me to think like that it didn't ring true and I didn't like it honestly and so what I believe and know to be true now is that it's it's that this part of us, this ego, and it's coming from that superficial self. Like I said, that part of you is not all bad. It was trying to protect you. The ego's job, the superficial self's job is to keep you safe, not to keep you happy. So this strategy of isolation, in a sense, it did keep you safe, right? If you're locked away in your room, there's nobody to hurt you there. However, not a good strategy for happiness, not a good strategy for living your life to the absolute fucking fullest, not a good strategy for wildness, for freedom, really bad strategy for freedom actually. So once we can come to that place of realizing that most of us unfortunately probably are, if you're a lone wolf, if you really resonate with that, probably are coming to it from this place of a response, a defense mechanism. And so you can kind of have gratitude first and foremost for that part of you. Thank you for trying to keep me safe. And then you get to say, hey, ego, superficial self, defense mechanism, you can call it whatever you want. Hey, buddy, thank you so much for trying to keep me safe. I really appreciate it. And I don't need you anymore. I'm good. I know that I am strong. I know that I am worthy, even if you're just faking it till you make it a little bit. And so I don't need you to to be shutting everybody out. I don't need you to be building up walls. I don't need you to be slamming doors because I know that I am worthy and whole. And so this tendency to isolate can go. This habit can go. And once you have that awareness, as you guys know, I always say awareness is at least 80% of the work. And so once you have that awareness, then you can start to notice it when you're doing it. And I definitely catch myself a lot these days wanting to isolate. It would be so much easier if I could just go for a walk alone or not make that phone call, avoiding those, you know, social interactions. I catch myself and I say thank you for trying to protect me 
but I don't need your protection and I pick up the phone. And so isolation, solitude. If you are somebody who, which I think all of us do, need to seek solitude in a healthy amount. I think that especially if you're fresh off the rat wheel or if you're still on the rat wheel, like I've mentioned in previous episodes, doing things like where you would numb out and watch TV and scroll on Instagram and go to a bar, maybe just every once in a while or I would love to challenge you and say for a few weeks, anytime that you have the urge to do those things, instead get out a journal and go within. That's that deliberate solitude and have the intention of I'm trying to meet myself. I'm trying to get grounded in who I really am and remember my true nature. Then that's that deliberate solitude. So I've had both. What's my journey with with aloneness, with lone wolfness? It's all of it, baby. I was definitely an isolator and I was I also have had that really amazing profound experience of going into solitude. And then what happened? It was August of this year in 2020. I'm recording this episode in October, so it was really really recent. Like I said, this is fresh for me. I had this call again that, and really it was a realization, I'm just going to again make it so grounded for you, I realized that I was really lonely. <laughs> I just, That's just as simple as I can say it, I realized I had no people who were like me, I didn't have my tribe, I have great and amazing friends and family but not doing the same kind of work that I'm doing, not that I felt deeply connected to, that we could talk about the things that I'm investigating on a daily basis. And that was really hard, realizing how lonely I am currently and how lonely I have been for so long. It was it was a really challenging time. And this was, again, just a few weeks ago of realizing, well, shit, like I have really been alone in this thing for so long. Even with great and amazing and beautiful people around me, I've always felt alone. And for the first time, it hit me that that wasn't right. For the first time, it hit me that this doesn't feel good to be alone. And that sparked a calling in me to call in my tribe to start to call in my community and when I say call in what does that mean I I put the intention out there you know in in that time in solitude that I spend deliberately and journaling and communicating with nature with spirit and saying what do I want for my life what do I want my life to look like I really realized that I want people. I want people around me. I don't want to do this thing alone. It didn't feel good. And it took years, years of me doing this thing alone and feeling alone for me to finally, after learning myself and coming back home to myself, my true nature, not the the being that had so many masks put on it, not the part of me that was needing to be all of these things for other people, But the part of me that was my real true nature, it took me coming back to that to realize like I looked around and I was like, wait a second, I am alone all the time. 
I feel alone even when I'm not physically alone. And that's not right. It took years of work for me to to realize that. And the reason I tell you that is because I want to honor it in you. If you're somebody who is now maybe looking back at your life and you're like, wait a second, I have always felt alone too. And maybe that's not right. I really want to honor you and say that, that that's okay and not to get down on yourself, not to have any judgments about that. Either way, whatever you're thinking right now about your specific situation, it's all it's all good. You have to give yourself grace because the other way is a slippery slope. So I had the realization that I needed to be around people and not just any people, my people. I wanted to call in my tribe. And so I did some journaling and this is what I'm inviting you to do. Write down who are the kind of people that you want to surround yourself with. Who is your tribe? Who is the person, the soul sister, the brother? We are all brothers and sisters here in this human tribe. Again, a sentence I never really resonated with deeply until very recently. And now that I see that truth, it's like, your heart just explodes open because you feel so connected to everybody and so connected to our nature. Really a beautiful thing, but where that starts is recognizing that you want to be a part of this tribe. And so again, for me, it just looked like having this realization that like, shit, I feel alone in this and I don't want to feel alone in this anymore. And so... I did what I'm saying. I wrote down the kinds of people that I want to surround myself with. I wrote down the kinds of places I want to go, the kinds of things I want to do. And I was divinely guided to Fit for Service, which is the the tribe that I've just joined. And I trusted my intuition when I heard it and when I had the hit of that's it, you have to join that program, I was not in a place where I didn't even know what the heck it was. I didn't know. I was kind of familiar with Aubrey's work, but not really. And I just had the feeling that this is for me. And so often, guys, that's what it is. It doesn't have to be the Mack truck to the side of the head. A lot of the times it's like, Have you ever had that experience of there's no rain on the forecast but or it's like warm on the forecast but you have this this hit of I should take a sweatshirt or I should take an umbrella and then either you do or don't but later that day what happens it gets cold or it rains and you're like shit I knew I should have taken an umbrella I don't know why or how but I knew that's your intuition babe and it works and it listening to it and acting on it and following it is how we grow it and so that's been my experience this whole year of again following the intuition to go into solitude following the intuition then once I realized that I felt alone and I needed a tribe to to put myself in the way of that tribe to start to keep my eyes and ears open to write down the kinds of people that I want to be around, the kinds of things that I want to do. And that way then, when I heard it, I knew and I applied to that program on the spot. They were closed when I was applying and 
I remember um, Claire, who's the woman that I was interacting with when she got my application, was like, I am not supposed to be letting anybody else in unless they're awesome because we're closed. They were on a wait list, but you're awesome and so you're in. And that's because I followed my intuition. And even in the moment, I felt hesitant about it because I didn't know much about the program. It's expensive. You know, it's any anything worth doing is an investment in some way or another and so it was scary it was scary for sure but I knew I needed to do it and so I did it and this past weekend was week was like the most transformational week of my life in the sense that it was it felt like coming home it really did and I've had really profound transformations in that solitude journey like I said in the Divine Feminine episode again that oops that I had those really profound experiences of transformation of spiritual awakenings and those did happen in solitude this weekend being around my true brothers and sisters these warriors and huntresses these amazing amazing friends that i know that i will have for life was unlike anything i've ever experienced because again i come from that lone wolfness and to just be around so many people who are like me where we have this way that we think that nobody gets it. We think that we're the only ones who could be experiencing this. Or even if we intellectually know that there are other people who go through what we go through, it doesn't feel like that. And our body doesn't know that because we're not seeing it. And so my profound takeaway from this past week with my tribe was that it was just a testament. It was a really strong testament to me and to the work that I've done and and to following my intuition because seeing it reflected in other people there's nothing nothing in the world that can compare to that we are social beings we exist in relationship on purpose on divine purpose so that we can be mirrors for each other if you are a listener of this show It's come up in countless episodes where we talk about relationships, right? Relationships serve as mirrors. Who you're attracting into your life, you're attracting into your life for a reason. They're there to teach you something. You're there to grow together. You're there to learn together. We are not, we can only grow so much on our own and we just simply need other people to be that mirror and reflect to us and The other thing, to be perfectly frank with you guys, the experience that I had when I felt called to tribe for like the first time what felt like in my life this a couple months ago was that I, me and my achiever mindset was like, all right, Paige, you have come to this amazing place in your life. Like I truly birthed this new human. I was not always like this. I was a bit of a fuckboy, I was trying so so hard but I was probably trying too hard and I just you know had all of these flaws, not that I don't have all these flaws now but 
was not in the headspace that I'm in now, have made some really, you know, questionable decisions and didn't honor myself and didn't honor other people in the way that I could. And I realized this August that, sure, I did all this amazing work and I work and I birthed this new person in myself and who I've become and I'm so proud of that person. However, it's pretty easy to stay in your center and in your groundedness when you're alone. And I was not, you know, I am, I'm off social media. Huge trigger, right? Social media is tough. There's a lot of mirrors there. Why is it tough? Why do we have such a hard time with this? Because again, no matter how much we try to dehumanize each other, even through the screen, that's another person mirroring something to you. And just really quick sidebar, again, I know I keep saying we'll have an episode on social. We will soon. When you're on social and you're scrolling through that, that's so like emotionally visceral experience, even if it's happening subconsciously. And like you maybe you just have the experience of feeling like it drains you to be scrolling on Instagram. That's because you're getting mirror after mirror after mirror reflecting something to you. So I would see someone like, okay, so this is a vulnerable share. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Camille Kostick, who was, I don't, I think they're still together, Rob Gronkowski's girlfriend, maybe they're not, not sure. She was a Patriots cheerleader, Sports Illustrated model, and she's a dancer, I'm a dancer, and she just has this great bubbly spirit. And I used to have this great bubbly spirit, but I lost it for a really long time. Again, I keep referencing the Divine Feminine episode, but it's something that I talked about in that episode that I lost that playfulness. And when I would see her posts, well, she is someone that in a way I kind of admired. It was really triggering to me to see her posts and to see pictures of her and see what she was doing. Why was that triggering to me? Because part of me knew, like it would annoy me almost, like it wasn't a comfortable, it was an uncomfortable feeling seeing her post and the reason for that is because there's a part of me that knows that I have that potential too. I have the potential to be this bubbly outgoing spirit that just makes so many people drawn to her and so seeing that's a mirror and it was reflected to me and anything that you're triggered by when you're scrolling on your phone when you're scrolling on Facebook, your computer, whatever it is, that's because it's something that's either suppressed in you or something that you have experienced in yourself. And so that's why these things are so are so draining. And just again, all of that is to say that people serve as mirrors People, we are meant to exist in relationship because we can't grow. We can only grow so far in a vacuum. And that was my experience of, all right, girl, talking to myself, you have done the work and you've become this amazing person and I'm really proud of you for that. But also it's easy to stay grounded and centered and mindful and present when you're not on social media with all those mirrors, when you're not in a tribe, when you're not in a community that I wasn't engaging with a lot of people, I wasn't going out, I haven't been, 
going out and partying like at all this year I mean obviously partially because of COVID but also again because of that that isolation slash solitude whichever it was I realized that if I wanted to grow to the next level if I wanted to achieve my next level of of personal growth, of spiritual growth, of happiness, of fulfillment, of freedom, it was time to join the tribe. And so I did. And I got back two days ago from the week with my tribe and I'm still riding on a high. I have so much energy. I feel... Like, I've, I've never felt this way before in my life. And, you know, maybe that's part of the downfall of sharing with you guys an experience that I'm having as I'm having it that I don't have amazingly profound words for you. But I hope that you're getting that joining a tribe is the single most influential things I've ever done. It's the most potent. You know, the women's circle was the most potent thing that I have ever done. The, the time in solitude took me a really long time. And I'm a big proponent of let's get you right into living the life that you want. You don't have to. That's why I have the show, right? I don't want you to take 10 years <laughs> to try to figure out how to live a happy life, to try to live a fulfilling life. I want to I want to speed you there. I want to get you there now. So you're living that life that lights you up right now. And the most potent way to do that is to join a tribe because all of those mirrors, your brothers and sisters who are not like people who who trigger you and people who you don't like, your brothers and sisters, your real community who love you and who will listen to your deepest darkest secret, guys. This past weekend, I had things shared with me and I shared things with other people that I have never shared and they have never shared with anyone in their life. We're talking decades on earth, never shared with anyone. I just met this, I just joined this tribe. People who I just connected with were sharing deep, deep, regretful things. And the reason why is because they knew, I knew that it would be met with love, with compassion. It's about meeting each other and being that healthy mirror for each other. That's what a tribe does. A tribe will call you out on your shit, you know, especially in my experience in working with men who run men's circles, people like the Samurai Brotherhood, like Modern Renaissance Man, like rising sons i mean rising man and sacred sons there's so many amazing men's communities one of the most profound things that these guys talk about is the way that men simply don't get called out because you know you just want to be with the boys and people just kind of want to have this camaraderie i don't know if that's a word but this group and and it's uncomfortable to call people out on their shit but a men's circle will do that a men's circle will with love without judgment say listen man like I hear you and I love you and here's what I'm seeing I'm seeing that you know you're sacrificing a bit of yourself for this or I see that here's an area where 
you have potential to do so much more. You have potential to be so much better. And of course, I had to save the best for last. Wild. Why did I build Wild? Wild is the community that I am launching right now that is for women. The women's circles. We're going to gather in circle the way that we've been talking about on this show with Steve Parr in the men's work episode and I explained wild in the women's circles in our last episode on the divine feminine but we need this tribe we need this community we need this sisterhood and it makes so much sense that it would be my work because it was something that I was so afraid of I was so afraid of other women. I definitely suffered from, again, I isolated because of things like growing up and feeling like I was bullied, like I didn't fit in, like I wasn't pretty enough to to be with the cool girls or whatever it was. I built wild and I'm so excited about creating this community because This is the most potent work that I have ever seen, that I have ever experienced in order to bring us all back into our true nature, in order to light us up, in order to help us have this remembrance of who we really are and why we're really here. And Wild is a community for women who are like me because... I know what it's like to isolate. I know what it's like to feel so alone. And I know what it's like to half live. And I also know what it's like to live to the absolute fucking fullest. To just join this tribe on a whim and end up in Sedona, Arizona, the energy vortex capital of the world and have the best week of my life and... I know I know what both are like. I remember that little girl that was just wild and running all over the place. And then I remember what it was like to feel like my spirit was taken away from me. Like I had no playfulness. What when I would look at somebody like Camille and, and be so triggered and not know why. And it was because she was embodying that playfulness that I missed. We all have so much so much so many areas to grow and we have so much life to live there are again like I say in the intro to the show there is something more and joining a tribe is the way to most effectively and efficiently have that reflected back to you to see Where are the areas that you can grow? How can you tap back into that true nature? You can spend, uh, you know, 40 days and 40 nights in the desert or you can fight the urge to isolate and find your sisters instead. Find your brothers instead. And for my sisters out there, I really, really hope that Wild is that for you. It has truly truly changed my life to be in a tribe and I have taken the best practices and 
I just know that this is going to be such a powerful, potent container for us to grow together, for us to do this together because we are in this together. We are not here to do this thing alone. If we were here to do this thing alone, we would all like have our own little planets and like live on separate islands. Like, no, that's not how we live. Our, I'm, I always talk about bringing back ancient wisdoms what did we do historically? We gathered in circle. Men gathered in circle. Women gathered in circle. And then in those times, it was clear what it looked like to be a woman, what it looked like to be a man, what it looked like to do, embody the divine feminine, and what it looked like to embody the divine masculine. This is the kind of work that you need mirrors to do because otherwise it's like I can look at myself in the mirror all day but I'm only gonna see what I see I need my sister to say babe I think you're falling short here I love you to death and you know it's always out of compassion it's always out of complete complete non-judgment and that was a, that was something that really surprised me the last thing that I'll say is that from personal experience because that's the only thing that I feel is the most authentic way to convey this message to you guys. From personal experience, I can say that it was really hard for me to believe that I could join a tribe of strangers and feel at home and feel like there is truly nothing that I could do that they would judge me for. And I was wrong. It, that is the case. In the women's circles that I attended and specifically in my new tribe that I joined that I was just with for the past seven days. I remember on, I think it was the first day that we had events. So it was a, a summit. So we had workshops and things. Again, the program's called fit for service so it was a lot of amazing tools that I was learning so that I can come and share and be of service to you guys and so the first day we're leaving our house I'm staying in a house with some of my new brothers and sisters never met these people before I was running late per usual and I just got out of the shower we were supposed to be leaving in like 10 minutes and I had this experience of the thought came into my head of, oh, I should make sure that somebody knows to, to get me so they don't leave without me. And then something happened. What happened was, it's like making me choked up to remember this. What happened was I realized that there are probably like eight people in my house. I think that every single one of those people would have had the thought on some way from the house to the truck that, oh, we don't have Paige, someone get Paige. And I just met these people. Why did I have that thought before? Because that's happened to me. Because I have been left behind. By people who I love and who are so close to me. You know, family, friends, best friends that I've had for years. And these people that I just met, I thought would remember me. And I knew would remember me. It wasn't a thought, it was a fact. And that was proven to me over the week. And so all of that is to say that that is the beauty of when you find your real tribe. Not superficial friendships, not your drinking buddies, your tribe. 
these people who love you unconditionally and who would not leave without you. That exists. I never knew it did. I never believed it did. And now I know it does. And I would be so honored for my women out there to come check out Wild. It is on my website, pageoxley.com. You can book a call with me on my site. You can send me an email on my site if you want to connect with me personally to hear more about this, why I made it, who it's for. It's for you. Um, And I would be absolutely honored to have that conversation and hold that space for you because god damn I'm excited. I know that this is going to be so powerful, so potent. I'm rambling now, so I'm just going to go ahead and say that I cannot emphasize enough the importance of tribe. I have now seen it firsthand. It is totally new and present for me. I am so humbled that I am in a position where I get to create a space like the one that I've joined for you guys. And so, women, please come check out Wild. Men, I'm going to link in the show notes some of these amazing groups that I've list, um, that I've talked about, like Samurai Brotherhood, who you know from Steve Parr that we've had on the show, as well as some others. So you are not left out. So much amazing work out there. So much transformative, beautiful brothers and sisters, friendships to be made. I love you guys, and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Spiritual 20s. My name is Paige and I am so grateful to play even the smallest role in your journey to living a more authentic, more aligned, more wild and free life. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and I'll see you next time.